welcome to the, Jesus, oh, I'm hurt. The Cowboys hurt me. I'm just going to be, I feel like my heart was broke. A girl hurt me. That's how I feel. Um, so you guys probably know I'm a New Yorker, right? And one of the most egregious things you can do is be a New Yorker and go for another awesome state's team. Like, so you can't go for the Chicago Bulls. You can't go for the Lakers. You damn sure can't go for the Cowboys or the Rangers. It's sort of forbidden. But I want to tell you guys why did I do this to myself after almost 20 years that I spent in Dallas, in Texas, this great state. Welcome to the show. You're on Clyde Yorkshire. This is the station for white women. This is the station for white women. I am Clyde Yorkshire. I am your host. I'm going to discuss with you what happened. Again, I would have not done this unless I was really sure. Now, Michael Irvin, I trust him. I also trust Skip Bayless. And I, I want you to hear... Now, again, this, this is not why I made the decision to be a, a, a cowboy. And I'm still with the Cowboys. I'm going to stay with them. But I'm in pain right now. I just need you to understand that. Guys, this is the station for white women. And every time I find myself in a gym when I'm going through things, I feel like Snoop Dogg. When the left was attacking him, Gail King and Oprah, shit, you better be lucky you got that white girl. I'll tell you, you got to keep you that white girl. Because when you're behind, it's going through it and they coming to get you. Okay? You're going to need that white girl. When, the, when, the, when, the, when they coming at you, Okay, I want you to listen just to, to a little bit, and we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about this. Also, I want to say, Little Wayne was right. Wheezy. Also, did y'all know Trump pardoned Wheezy? He, he was facing some charges, and President Trump pardoned him, and Wheezy says that that's his, that's his favorite president. Just take a listen. We are joined now by the biggest little man in all of entertainment, the GOAT, Lil Wayne, who's Packers. But the, they held him, they didn't score off that. Aaron Jones has come back in on fourth down. He's going to be standing next to me if I'm the head coach. Instead, he's going to take a fake and one rolls to his right and sidearms to throw in the end zone touchdown. Wow. And Love brought down, he found a whole new arm slot that time. He threw sidearm across his body, going away, threw it by Malik Hooker, and found Romeo Dobbs. Everything is coming up roses right now for the Green Bay Packers. I mean, everything. This ball across the body, into the end zone, that fourth down, so not quite the risk of giving up a points play there, but unbelievable. 10-23 left in the game, and they are a Anders Carlson extra point away from being ahead, 48-16. to 16. Bob Thomas is leafing through the record book. Yeah, have they ever had half a hundred? Not in the playoff game, playoff? I don't think so. They've never had 40. Wow. Extra point by Carlson, and this is good, and it's Green Bay... 48, Dallas 16. Apply now to 16. And 
score is indicative of the way the game is and has been. Packers jumped out to a 27 to nothing lead. I mean, it, it just has been a non-competitive football game, Brad, for the Cowboys. The most points that an opponent ever scored against the Cowboys in a playoff game was 38. Cleveland in uh, 1969, Detroit in uh, 92, San Francisco in uh, 95. But this is uh, this is new. This is a new record. <laughs> Kickoff over Turpin's head, and uh, the, it'll be a touchback. Cowboys will have it. This this is I don't know if it's the worst playoff loss in club history because you'd be talking about the ice bowl. That, that was that was, that was before my time for ramifications. Yes, yeah, I mean, mean you, you lost know, the championship. You, you know, you just gutted. But but in terms of expectations fallen short and embarrassment, this I, you have to go somewhere and beat this. Snap to Prescott. Throws. Need to step into the confession. Yeah, they got they got a few cents to confess after no, this. No, no doubt. <laughs> Uh, for Green Bay, this ties their most points ever in a playoff game. Now think about that. They've played a few. Prescott back throws a kick out to Gallup down at the 25. Stopped by Ballantyne. They scored. Uh, they scored. So anything more embarrassing or dispiriting? Here's a pass to Dowdle in the left flat. Gets down inside the five. Guys, this is really, really bad. Um, you know, they have the air horns. Um, when someone makes a touchdown, there's typically a noise that is made. Oh, whatever. Sounds like a steamboat or whatever, but that means, you know, your team made the touchdown. People get all in their feelings. It's really nice. One of the commentators made a good point. Whenever you're down the way that the Cowboys is being humiliated, even if they make a touchdown, it's too late. Don't blow the horn. Don't. We, we're not going to sit up here and just... just and and I, 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 I kind of understand where he's coming from. Because it is kind of like sucky, you know? We're being beat by a damn near 40 points, and then we make a touchdown with like five minutes to go. Women would be like, well, that's, I, I, I get it. Our sisters, you know, sometimes they got to help us be normal. But I guess that is something to celebrate. You've scored. Make this, you know, the, the score look more respectable. But, guys, mm, this is not good at all. And they were talking about the ramifications of this now. Uh, some people contracts are not going to get extended. Some people contracts uh, are going to be just, Basically, they're going to be sent to retirement. And uh, the coach, more than likely, is going to get fired. Um, and there are a whole bunch of other terrible changes that are going to come. But let's just take a listen for a few minutes to Skip Bayless, my favorite guy in the whole world. He's here with Michael Irvin, Little Wayne. Well, let's listen to, at some point, Little Wayne's predictions. For all y'all who think just because, like Cameron and Mace and people like Lil Wayne who is moving into the sports world out of the music world, we still know sports may not be able to sound as articulate as some of the journalists and sports writers who went to school first. Take a listen. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. Everybody's surprised. 
Oh, you plan to be at this game. Do you know he... Oh, fuck them Cowboys! Oh, fuck them Cowboys! Woo! Whoa! Yeah, that, was, that was good. We are joined now by the biggest little man in all of <laughs> entertainment, the GOAT, Lil Wayne, whose Packers have a very big game Sunday at Jerry World against the Cowboys. That's today. And Jerry World, obviously, is AT&T Stadium. Little Wayne is obviously a Green Bay Packer fan. Let's continue. Michael and I love maybe to a fault, but light work. Morning Wayne, light how work. are you? Before light we work. get to who wins, I know you plan to be at this game. Do you know exactly where you will be sitting on Sunday at Jerry World? I do. And? <laughs> I'll be sitting in a, a nice suite directly across across from Jerry's suite. Okay, so you know, you across the field, you won't be able to see me, you know. You don't think you can make eye contact? Oh, I will. Yeah. I'll be able to, you know, you don't feel them eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I did try to get the suite next to him, but it's, uh, it's owned by, uh, the two suites next to him are owned by families, and they're definitely going to be at the game, so they was not you know, available. You couldn't, like, uh, yeah, maybe you know. outbid somebody for the rights to those suites? No, it's theirs. They're on them. Them families right there. Yeah. Uh, so you can't outbid them. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you can't outbid them. Families. Okay. So are you happy with your vantage point across? Yeah. I'm happy just to be there, man. Yeah. There is well, man. Yeah, it's been an incredible game, man. It's an incredible game, especially when, when you talked about trade, put, changing in quarterbacks and to see him. Now, this is Michael Irvin playing. He is a former champion, Hall of Famer, and Super Bowl winner. He played for the Dallas Cowboys. First playoff game. And, and, and he talked about it. He said, I'm taking this like every game. How concerned are you about Joy Love in this first playoff game? Not at all. No concern at all because he... Now, Joy Love, he had a spectacular game today. And uh, he made a name for himself. Um... People who thought, you know, being up against uh, more of a veteran uh, um, quarterback in Prescott, he, he, he was not going to be able to, you know, he's going to get smoked. And the opposite happens. Oh, my God. And, they all, and also, I'm going off of what I've seen. And what I've seen lately is they don't even, they don't know what, you know, they don't know what's, they don't know what the, the, the magnitude and all that of what they so they just go on that and all they know is to win that's the that's the goal to win so it doesn't matter who the opponent is and doesn't matter the stage we just coach said win we got to do what coach said yeah. okay, so, game then, yeah. yeah yeah so you keep in touch you got good sources there you know coach what are you hearing from inside the Packers what's their sort of mind now skip is the most amazing sports genius brain he has to rely on Little Wayne, who is inside with the Packers. What are you? What is the team saying? How are they feeling? I mean, they need this game. Um, they're young. They're hungry. It's really not their time. They're going up against a more developed and more, I would say, mature team who uh, have a lot riding on this, including losing their coach potentially, um, having pl players. Uh, gone next year. This team, the Cowboy team right now that we have, will not be playing together next year. The coach, I'm assuming, is not going to be here as well, along with a few other players. But that's just my opinion. Again, guys, take a listen.
I'm just saying. Mentality is they go to Dallas. Everybody's behind Jordan Love, okay? It's Jordan Love. I spoke to Coach a few days ago, quote-unquote, Jordan is a beast. Yeah. Huh? Yes. Have you ever wasted any money at any football games before? No, I don't care. No, no, I mean, like, wasted, like, going to a game uh, and, it, it, like, get this box and fly in and do the whole deal, and then you got to leave in the, the halftime because it didn't go well. I don't like to feel like I wasted it, but I have had a, a, an experience once where I wasn't too comfortable. Yeah, you, you, you getting ready to waste your money this weekend. Well, yeah, I heard, I heard you. I love you. I, I love you. You my guy and everything. But ain't no way in hell, young, inexperienced, not I knowing. Think you say you got it like 40 to... Man, I got it 45, 24. Mm. A boat race. Now, this guy, Keyshawn, he's in the middle. He's not with Skip and Michael Irving going for the Cowboys, and he's not with Lil Wayne going for the Packers. But now he's feeling himself, and he's like, yeah, I, I, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to choose. And Lil Wayne is like, really, I heard about you. I mean, you're, you're Mr. Indecisive. So... Things are heating up right now, guys. Just take a listen. It's how Dallas plays at home, even though against Detroit, they basically gave Detroit the game, or Detroit gave them the game. They should have won that game. But yeah. Coach Campbell decided to do whatever he decided to do and go for two instead of kick a field goal and force it in overtime. Mm. And waited out, look at Aaron him. Jones. Yeah, he's back. And, 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 right. No, he's playing yeah. real well. What, 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 what Dallas, um, running, what running. Dallas can't stop? Boy, Mm -hmm. they, they, they can't stop the run, oh. but the problem is, from a from a passing standpoint, they mm -hmm. score a lot of points, they put the ball in there. That dude, number 88 and number four, they just got to, I don't know what happened since the Charger game, that they turned on the switch, and they've been unstoppable, and they're at home, and they know the magnitude. See, Green Bay doesn't understand. We haven't allowed over 20 points in the I get it. I no, I understand. No, I get, I get it. I understand, but... Very impressed with Lil Wayne's transition into the sports world, which should be easy because little black boys, all we do is sit around and talk about girls and music and sports. So Lil Wayne, like every little boy in America, has an opinion on some of this stuff. And he, he's done his homework, and I'm, I'm happy about that. And he's with the great and the legendary Skip Bayless, who is responsible for, if not most of... A lot of the uh, persons in the industry, people who you might have heard of before, like, wow, like uh, Stephen A. Smith, people like uh, Uncle Shannon Sharp, and many, 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 many others, uh, Skip, either indirectly or directly. Guys, I'm in Allen right now, near my old stomping grounds where I first moved to Texas. Oh, man, everything has changed. It looks good, too. Um, I miss this place. Anyway, so yeah, uh, I am so happy to see how Little Wayne has developed. It, it 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 really is encouraging to see that he has taken his new career. Uh, he's a paid contributor on this show with Skip, and I think he's part time, but you know it's a start. And he also does the theme song for, to me, the number one radio, uh, sports show in America, uh, Undisputed. So we're going to continue to let Skip go a little bit. Not play it, whatever that case rolled is. Ankle, yeah. He rolled his ankle. And okay, also, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to tell you about the feud that might end Stephen A's career. He's arguing with a conservative uh, 
journalist who writes for sports goes by the name of Jason Whitlock. Jason Whitlock questioned Stephen A's background in sports. And he says that his memoir is farcical. It's, it's all made up. It's sort of like what Obama did with his book, whatever, Visions of My Father, or whatever the case may be. Uh, interesting. Sports is heating up, man. Wow. This plan is going to be hobbled. But what I'm looking at is they got more skill position players than, than you do in the secondary. Yeah. I can't wait to see Keyshawn Nixon out there if I'm C.D. Lamb or if I'm Cook. Put 25 on the field. I'm going to torch him. Mm. And that's the mentality that I... So right now, Keyshawn, he's trying to convince Little Wayne that your team is a younger team, they're, they're less experienced, and they're going to have a hard time with this Dallas Cowboys team. Coming to the game with. Now, would I be shocked if, if, if Green Bay decided to punch him in the mouth? No, I wouldn't be shocked. But I just think that the Cowboys going to get up so early that it ain't, they gonna force, they gonna force Green Bay to fall right into their hands, which the pass rush is now gonna get to Jordan Love. That's all I'm saying. I think they're gonna, I think the Cowboys are gonna approach it that way as and we wanna hit them in the mouth first. We wanna get up first because we at home and that's what we right. do. And I think that gonna give us like three, four interceptions. Three or four interceptions? By trying to do, not, not by being that. This is what I wanted to point your attention to, ladies and gentlemen. Little Wayne was right. I think. Dak threw about two or three interceptions. Little Wayne was right on the head. And Keyshawn, who was sitting there talking about they're going to hit him in the mouth, they're going to get out in front of Green Bay, that never happened. In fact, what he predicted, I think he predicted like 24 to 45. The exact opposite happens. The exact opposite, guys, of what he says in favor... <clears throat> excuse me in favor of Green Bay. Yes, I am very shocked. If you don't know, I am very, very surprised. And the reason why I'm very, 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 very surprised, one, is obviously Lil Wayne knew what he was talking about. Number two, Lil Wayne called this joint to the T. And then number three, um, now, now guys, again, we're going to get to Stephen A. And, and I don't want to spend no more time. I'm hurt right now. I don't do that. I can't give you an hour worth going over stats, going over the coach. McCarthy, is he going to be fired and everything? I'm not getting into that. Jerry, his insults. I think Jerry misspoke and he spoke too early. Might have taken the team out of their zone. <clears throat> Basically saying if y'all don't win, a lot of people won't be back next year. I don't know if that was a smart thing to do. But now I want to move you to something that is happening with Stephen A. Smith. Now, guys, have you heard about what's going on with Stephen A. Smith um, and uh, my man Jason Whitlock? Guys, this is an ugly situation right now. Um, I want you to listen to what's going on. Just, just take a little tiny listen. We'll start with Jason Whitlock. He's a conservative. Generating... Just listen. This is Stephen A. Smith. <clears throat> I want to walk you through uh, some of, well, for those of you that are, are trying to understand the whole genesis, uh, what provoked this feud uh, between Stephen A. Smith and I, I just want to give you a, a tiny little taste of some of the things I've been talking about, some of the things about Stephen A.'s narrative as spelled out in his book, and it's spelled out in interviews he's done for years 
and why I'm raising questions about them and why they don't seem to add up. Some of this comes right out of Stephen A. Smith's own mouth. And 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 there'll be well, he's just lying about his basketball stats and blah blah. No, he he when you start telling all these small little lies and exaggerations and just farcical stories, it, it's a sign like, whoa, this person is really comfortable distorting the truth. And and there's a and I, as I've said, Cat Williams talked about people being installed like Kevin Hart, and I'm saying that's also part of my industry, the sports media industry. And so I, I just started with the little small things and things Stephen A. has said on television himself that are just like obvious lies. And then you start to well, if he's telling this little lie about this. And he's built this whole narrative around, hey, I was a former college athlete, basketball player, and I broke my knee. And if I hadn't broke my knee, man, I was killing everybody in basketball. And, you know, if you weren't, I mean, the guy actually said, if you weren't a high-level college player or an NBA player, I was killing you. And, and it, it seems insignificant, but it's just not. It, it, it's the beginning of raising questions about his entire narrative. And so I, I just, I've played this before, many of you have seen it, but for the new audience and for the people tuning in to see, hey, wh why does Stephen A just make a fool of himself for 50 straight minutes and do all that name calling? Why was he so emotional? Uh, it's because... Ladies and gentlemen, he and Stephen A used to work together, I believe, on ESPN. Jason Woodlock is a very educated man. He's a conservative. A little on a chunky side. He has been out of work because the mainstream media, be it sports or politics, don't really have room for a guy like him. He doesn't follow the narrative, the protocol. So he found himself a couple times without a job. However, he is back on some a station called Blaze, network called Blaze. It's kind of affiliated mainly with conservative persons like Mark Levin and many others. Um, now. Whitlock questioned Stephen A's writing, journalism in general, but he he, he, he read his book. Um, Whitlock read Stephen A's book, his memoir, and he found the whole book is just a farcical, so much animation and imposter would be nice to say. Basically, he's trying to build his political narrative, and he's a plant. And he's unveiling this. And so, because he's so well poised and able to articulate himself and clearly express what he found in Stephen A's book and, and the lies and everything, and put all the pieces together, Stephen A lost it calling him out of his name, a piece of shit on national television, pretty much, um, a sucker, an idiot, a fool, a fat bastard, I mean, I mean, and he, he said he talked to his minister about it, Stephen A., his friends and everything, a lot of people are really embarrassed and ashamed, people like Molly, uh, his co-host, also Shannon Sharp, who used to be with Skip Bayless, he told pretty much... They told Steven, what are you doing? Bro, you are like at the apex, the, the top of the top. And 
Anyway, let's just continue. Point it out. We're gonna start with SOT uh, 15, I believe. Yeah, SOT 15. Uh, this is Stephen A. I believe in November of 2022. Uh, I think he's caught off guard because ESPN producers have cooked up a humorous segment uh, making fun of Stephen A.'s college career that he's talked about for years, his college basketball career, compared to Jalen Rose and J.J. Reddick. Play the clip. We're covering off college hoops, guys. Yeah. So I do want to show you all a little something. I got a little something to show you here. Before we dig into the NBA, take a look at this blind resume here. It's three players. They're scoring average in each person's final college season. Do we, do we have any guesses who this might be? Grant <laughs> Jalen, who do you think? What, what is this? Nah, this is hilarious. JJ's ah! on the right. <laughs> 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 Well, they're not telling. Well, they're not telling us I only played one game because I cracked my kneecap in half. But that's neither here. That is neither here. So, as I pointed out previously, and so I'll condense this, be more concise. The man is on TV saying he averaged one and a half points per game in college because he only played one game that season. You can't score one and a half points in one game. It's an impossibility. It's a lie. And we've wondered, well, why would he do that? And, and we've pointed out and shown that there's a stat sheet from that season, 1990-91 season, that lists a Stephen Smith as having played nine games for that Winston-Salem State team. So why would the stat sheet say Stephen Smith played nine games and Stephen A. Smith be on TV saying, I only played one game? It, it just doesn't add up. Oh, it's just a slip. He, he didn't, he was confused. He didn't, one game, nine game, what, he, he was just confused. It doesn't make sense. Who's confused, particularly someone who's made such a big deal about their college basketball experience and has cracked knee and playing for big house games? It doesn't add up. Stephen Smith's on the stat sheet for nine games. This guy's on TV saying, I played one game and averaged one and a half points. Stephen A. turns around eight, nine months later. I now, I've always liked Stephen A. And to the credit of Jason Whitlock, he ain't lying now. Something is fishy here. But I don't know that it's that big of a deal. I mean, politicians lie all the time. However, it was big enough to get Stephen A. bent out of shape to the point where he cursed out on basically, even though it was his podcast on YouTube, that's damn near national television, okay? And you, you live and you work for ESPN, come on, dude. You know, your name is everywhere. You are such a public figure to where people, his own, uh, you know, co-workers was like, bro, come on, you, you, you bigger than this, man. You know, you're, you're making yourself look stupid, you know? Let's continue. August of 2023 goes on his podcast and disavows everything. He says he didn't play any games. Play the game. Let's get the basketball stuff out of the way. I'm sick and tired of people lying about my basketball resume. Ladies and gentlemen, when I say that I wasn't great, I'm talking about compared to greatness. 
I was good enough to get a basketball scholarship. I was good enough to get my education paid for. With two bad knees. They like talk about I averaged one and a half points a game. They, I saw some article on social media. That's a lie. It was less. See that? You didn't know I was going to say that, did you? It was less than that. It's a lie. How about zero? Because I never played. Because I cracked my kneecap in half. I got operated on at Wake Forest University. In Winston-Salem, North Carolina. My mama was by my bedside. My sisters. Now, just to so you know, right now, Stephen A., you're out of character. Somebody should have stopped him. His producer, brother, calm down. You're doing... Just, just wait a minute. See me. They said I'd never walk straight again. My bone cracked in half. My first year at Winston-Salem State. I still have those knee pains to this very day. Still. In the knee that still has a six-inch screw in it that I never took out. Most people's knees can't handle a six-inch screw. Their knee's just not big enough. Stephen A is 150, 160 pounds, six foot one. I mean, he's really thin. But he's got a six-inch screw in his knee. I, I, I'm not going to play the clip because <coughs> uh, I, I didn't ask for it and I just didn't. I don't want to bog it. But, but go look. I think there's a 2017 video of he and James Harden shooting hoops on an NBA court. And go look at the way Stephen A. Smith is moving around as he throws up all these bricks. He's unguarded. Now, guys, before we continue, let me just say this real quick. Again, I don't want to talk too much about the Cowboys. I'm hurt. But their coach, more than likely, he's gone. A lot of the mistakes and things like that that they made normally gets blamed on a coach. Um, the, the goofy penalties is usually a reflection of bad coaching or... You know, there's some issues in the locker room. Uh, the defense was all over the place. It never got into a consistent, a, a consistent rhythm. They, they, they were never able to actually just kind of, you know, even to mount a comeback in a second, you know, or to stop the bleeding. Um, again, there was no evidence that these guys were trying to play together. There was no evidence that these guys were... Um, even wanting to be there. Uh, again, this is probably going to go down with expectations to get caught and shut out in the first round. This is probably going to go on in the top three, if not number one, on one of the most extraordinary, disappointing losses in Cowboys history. Um, so I just wanted, to, I, I just wanted to say that part again. I don't want to keep talking about it. Let's let Jason Whitlock. We're going to talk because this Stephen A thing is heating up and it's getting ugly. Let's take a listen. Throwing up bricks and James Harden is laughing at him. Go watch that video and, and tell me where's the guy with the six inch screw and the two bad knees and, and just like, why are you yelling and screaming? My mother came to see me. My sisters came to see me at Winston-Salem State at Wake Forest High. He's yelling and screaming about facts that don't really matter. 
He's emphasizing the wrong thing. Take a listen to Stephen A. Published on April 27th, 2015. The same Jason Whitlock that said he's seen my writing. The same Jason Whitlock that implied that I couldn't write. Ladies and gentlemen, what's going on is Stephen A. In some cases, is a Kevin Hart. Made by the establishment. Made by maybe possibly a deep state. I don't know. Where his career has been hyped up and pumped up. Okay? A real journalist. That's what he went to school for. And it's not a celebrity turned journalist. He's pointing out. Stephen A doesn't know what he's doing, know what he's talking about. And a lot of things in his memoir and his life and his book are farcical. Not true. Just made up, just a, a total farce. Right? Just like Obama's books and things like that. Stephen A, instead of just ignoring him and saying, whatever, I'm the guy, who are you? Nobody barely even knows your name. Unless people who are there in those journalist circles, maybe sports. He could have just ignored him. You got a bad white bitch on your channel? But Stephen A digs in, gets upset, talks to his pastor, his friends, the people in the streets, and like, yeah, I'm going to go in on this guy. Well, people didn't know how far you met by going in, not like embarrassing yourself by cussing him out on national television. I mean, Stephen A, people expect better of you than that. Then again, maybe Jason Whitlock is really introducing us to this liberal uh, guy. It's, anyway. Jason Whitlock that said that I'm lying. That I'm lying. What does this man do? Why would I call up this article? There's a plethora of reasons why I would do so, ladies and gentlemen. One of the reasons would be because it's as in-depth as it gets about how scurrilous, how trifling, how despicable this man is. But there's also another reason that I'd pick up this article. Let me read the graph to you that it says. Keep in mind, Stephen A can't write. This staff, the one Whitlock was praising by way of warnings that if the writers and editors wouldn't align with his vision, he would get rid of them, was not the one Whitlock wanted. The Undefeated, because that was the name of the title before it ultimately became and Escape. The Undefeated was originally meant to attract the best and brightest young black talent in the country. With Whitlock's aim set so high that he at one point seriously tried to recruit the Atlantic's Ta-Nehisi Coates, the sharpest cultural commentator in the business today. As things worked out though, those young writers comprehensively refused to work with him. So did big name ESPNers like how? Now. Right now, Stephen A is attempting to defend himself a little bit by pointing out who this main character really is by the name of Jason Whitlock, the gentleman who you heard talking earlier. So he's going to find articles and messages, emails of other people who don't like him. And it was getting messy. And Jamel Hill and Stephen A. Smith. I couldn't write, huh? While you were on Blaze TV, spewing that bullshit to people. Did you tell them that? Now, ladies and gentlemen, right there, right there, somebody should have called him and said, dude, stop. I understand you're on your podcast, 
but there's a level of respect that people are used to you showing. No one has heard you saying stuff like that on the radio before. You certainly wouldn't say that in church. You wouldn't say that in the courtroom. This is your job. You wouldn't, I mean, he, Stephen, this guy must be getting to him somehow, some way. Let's take a listen. Tell them how you stood outside, outside of first tape begging me to talk to you. Did you tell them that once the same article in Deadspin came out, weeks later you wrote a lengthy apology to me in an email, begging me to forgive you, pointing out how you were betrayed by this particular writer so you know how I must feel that you betrayed me? Did you tell the folks that, you bitch? Fat piece of shit. Guys, seriously, if anybody knows anything about Stephen A. or sports in general, I've never heard Skip Bayless. I've never heard actually any Chris Broussard, none of them. Kenny, Shaq, Walkley talk like this. Guys, seriously, that, that's what I wanted to show you. Like, like, dude, it is, I mean, I don't know what's going on in 2024. And I, I honestly believe this was a mistake. I think it'll come back to haunt him at some point. Once you release something in the universe, it's hard to pull it back. And it wasn't that serious, man. Nat, got the names. We got Jamel Hill. We got Howard Bryant. You want me to bring up the other writers that wouldn't work for you? Why it took you nearly two years to get an article out? Because you ran that shit so bad you were running it into the ground? What a disgrace you were to John Skipper, the former boss of ESPN? Or the host of others? You want me to talk about that? Because I got receipts. I got the email. Want me to talk about that? Now, just for everybody that wants to understand, how could this possibly be? Because once upon a time, I actually tried to speak up for this damn cretin. I knew he was a piece of shit. Oh, my God. But I said, look. Guys, I don't want to hear no more of this. I mean, come on, Stephen A. Seriously, bro. Honestly, even though he's a Democrat, they're making it to where we're going to have a civil war again. Democrat versus Republican. I'm serious. I hate to say that because... This agenda is going and spilling over into things that it should not be. This this is honestly, to me, this is very, sh this is shameful. Seriously. Let's let Jason Whitlock finish. Listen. Generating 10,000 scholarships for HBCUs, Jason Whitlock is a white supremacist. Now, Stephen A. is a Democrat, I think a progressive and Jason Whitlock is a Republican and I believe a conservative, okay? I'm a journalist, but more than that, I'm a Christian. 
And I believe all truth is good. All truth is necessary. Any attack on truth is really an attack on God. Any attack on truth actually poisons the culture and creates the chaos and immorality that is running rampant in America. I, I, I want to uh, give you an additional part of the explanation of, of why I'm talking about Stephen A. Smith, why I've used the Cat Williams interview and now Stephen A. Smith to expound on these points and try to explain to you what's going on with American culture. All of the, when I first read Stephen A's book, <clears throat> the first thought that ran through my mind was, oh man, we, we got the Barack Obama of sports. Sorry, I gotta blow my nose. We got the Barack Obama <clears throat> of sports. This guy has written a book with a farcical narrative to promote a political career. And I'm talking about Stephen A. Smith. We know Obama did it. But all these politicians do it, or many of them do. It's part of the playbook. And so when I read Stephen A.'s book and saw, well, dang, this dude's promoting the vaccine. He's taking unprovoked pot shots at Donald Trump. Interesting. Again, he's supposed to be a sports guy, but this is how the deep state uses them. That's why he's saying, he's like, wait a minute, why are you not writing about sports? What you talking about the vaccine for every time on ESPN? Talking about, nigga, please, here we go. Taking all, he's pretending that uh, the police in Troy, Michigan uh, locked him up for no reason and that the two white people that were in the car with him, that were peers of his, uh, they didn't help him. He had to call some black woman in Atlanta to get him out of jail. And, and this is why the wanted, we got, I'm looking for tips. Who were the reporters? Guys, I, I'm not gonna continue any further with the Stephen A and Jason Whitlock. Guys, when you get a chance, please take a look at it though. Um, I thought it was an interesting feud, but it also was talking to, a matter of fact, let me, let me, let me just, um, no, I'm gonna let that go. But Jason was talking to a larger situation that I thought did deserve our attention on the right. And in general, that they're using people like a Kevin Hart, like a, a Stephen A, to build up a trust amongst African-Americans and then use them to promote your elections or your vaccines. <laughs> Or your agenda and somehow um, these human sources that they put and plaster all over the American media and entertainment place there are a lot of them being exposed and the latest one it appears to be is Stephen A. Smith and they got over on us a few times with the uh, the whole um, Obama thing. No, we didn't know Obama was a plant at first. We didn't know Obama. Um, take a listen. We're with him the night in Troy, Michigan, 
when police arrested him for driving on a suspended license and doing nothing, and eight cops surrounded him. He said there were two journalists with him. Could we hear from them? Could they email me? Could they go on Stephen A's podcast? Stephen A. Smith has vowed to never say my name again. He doesn't have to say my name again. That's not the point. I want him to explain his book. That, that's, you don't have to mention my name. Just address the questions about your book and this farcical narrative that you've been promoting. And so there is a blueprint for people in power that the regime is installing. I'm telling you, Kevin Hart pointed it out about, Kev, I mean, uh, not Kevin Hart, Cat Williams pointed it out about Kevin Hart, about Steve Harvey. They come up with these fake narratives. They steal other people's narratives and apply it to themselves. They take a deal to promote all the right things. That's what's going on here with Stephen A. Smith. And so I listened to him last night. I don't think we have this clip, but at one point he starts talking about how he's good friends with Sean Hannity and Mark Levin and uh, and, and, and I'm I'm really sitting there listening to this going really are, are, are they aware that Stephen A. Smith is a hardcore leftist pretending using them perhaps to paint himself as a moderate have you not been following Stephen A. Smith's promotion of the vaccine, promotion of illegal immigrants? Now, guys, this to me is a serious thing, and I'm going to tell you why. Because Stephen A. have been attacking black men and the right, if you ask me, he has been, been, been protecting the deep state. I, I try to be nice about it and, and stay away from it. But again, who the hell is this sports guy? the hell he, need, he, he needs to be talking about anything to do with Dr. Fauci or putting out a vaccine. People are getting tired of this. What the hell is Stephen A doing up there cussing like that, acting a fool? This needs to be talked about. Someone needs to know what the hell is actually going on. Because it is true. Again, they put these people, these plants, as Cat Williams were talking about, like uh, Kevin Hart and they're making these uh, you know people who are to me very dangerous they're making them popular they're making them somebody and the reality of it is they are playing to an agenda and they're acting like they're genuine they're, they're black and you know they're in the streets and this that and the third well I tell you what uh, this is it for me, but Jason Whitlock pointed out some very, very important things. Promotion of the Black Lives Matter narrative? I'm, I'm in no way trying to police who's friends with who because I got some leftist friends. But when I start seeing Stephen A. start name-dropping people to build himself up and, and try to position himself, well, you know, I get on. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to drop another episode tonight. This one is called Suge Avery. We're going to explain to you what is coming for black American women. They're involved in this whole Stephen A. Smith, this Kevin Hart, uh, Whippy Goldberg. You know, the deep state has their 
puppets. They're they're Muppet babies. And, and, and unfortunately, black women is in the middle of this, guys. Again, thank you for listening. I, again, I'm still hurt in my heart about the Cowboys, but I think we're gonna we're gonna be okay. I think I think if I'm not mistaken, we're gonna get past this. But I just wanted you to know. Um, I, I, I listened to the game. It, it was very difficult, um, but we made it through. And uh, well, I think we'll be back next year a lot stronger, a lot better. But uh, yeah, it was pretty brutal to to say the least. Um, but we'll be okay. I've handled loss before. <laughs>